Hello and welcome back to the Well Nation podcast. I'm joined by Robbie Boyd, as always. Hiya. Uh, so it's just us this weekend, but no guest, so no beat the Boyd. But a lot has happened since the last recording, obviously the three games. A lot of transfer news surrounding the players covering. Yeah. Players covering. Yeah, so we'll start off with the games. Yeah, sure. Uh, St Johnston at home, comfortable win. Yeah. Uh, Kept the top six hopes alive, but it wasn't to be. But people will look at the the three 0 I think with the St Johnston. I wasn't impressed by the performance. Okay. Looking at any other team I playing, I think we would have been beat. Right. And St Johnston had it could have been two three 0 up before. You know the first chance of the. Game. Mm-hmm. the two settles so I was impressed with it but obviously take your hat off to Stephen Robinson he made the changes in it made, yeah but like three points there anything to say about the game again I'm just happy that we're, we're kind of always like to think you know kind of growing up when we had Del Yamas and Murphy's and Higdon's the Wolves you know you, you'll be the same kind of era as myself we've always been a team that can go out and outscore teams so for that to happen again, it's just, it's good to see. I think Steve Robinson's a bit more defensive minded. I don't I don't necessarily mind that, but I do like when we can go and put on a show. And I think that's what we're starting to do now. And um, next season certainly has me um, excited because um, I think you know one of the big talking subjects of today's podcast will be that very cryptic esque post match interview he done on um, Motherwell TV. Um, so what he could be alluding to there is certainly exciting. But again, yeah, back to the St. Johnson game. I'm just happy that we, we can go out, we can go out and put on a show and outscore these kind of teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're seeing pundits are now starting to really get enthralled within Motherwell. You hear Stephen Thompson on Sports Scene uh, saying Motherwell right now are a joy to watch mm-hmm. and the fans should be buzzing about it. Um, so, yeah. I think, I think that's it. a bit... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? A bit kind of patronising, to be honest with you. Um, because a lot was made of how physical we were last season. Listen, we actually didn't... Hearts had the worst disciplinary record last season. Rangers had a more worst disciplinary record than his last season. So a lot was made of the physicality. And I, I, I mentioned it in earlier podcasts and I've mentioned it you know, when people have asked me about it, um, whether it be on social media or whether it be in, in general, it's a lost art. This Football's a contact sport. It's not basketball. And I think, you know, we, you look at the, the players we had, the height and the build of last season, and it, it turned it around. It, I think people are making a lot more of it than it actually is. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, going into that, yeah, it is a contact sport. I think now when you look at it, it's becoming less and less yeah. of uh-huh, a contact exactly. sport. The things that you get fouls for nowadays are... Absolutely. Yeah, look, look at look at yesterday's um, foul. The 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 one on Tate. I don't know who. Went yeah, there. the Lewis Ferguson uh-huh. dive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's not really. That's just the lines. The referee seen it from okay. angle, but then again, the linesman was right mm-hmm. there. So, you know, this season has probably been the worst in recent years for refereeing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just just today, the SFA are going to be citing Scott Brown for celebrating. That's 
laugh all on its own. Yeah, um, listen, we can, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're Motherwell based and I don't really want to cover the old firm too much. I, I guess it's going to kind of come into it, um, but everybody's got different opinions of it. I don't think you should think, you know, necessarily, yes, he's celebrating, but you can also look at the double-edged sword of it. He is a complete noise-up merchant. You can't, there's no getting away from that. Yes, I appreciate the game finished in the Rangers corner and that, you know, that that is completely, un, kind of un, you know, you can't really predict that, can you? You can't really say, right, we're going to finish the game in that corner. You're just trying to keep the ball away for your own goal as possible. But he's a wind-up merchant and he can, I think he got a wee bit of his comeuppance in certain ways. He certainly doesn't deserve to be, you know, physically harmed, but... You know, he, he can then look at it and kind of, right, he does bring it on himself a bit, but I certainly don't think should, there should be punishment for him, you know, celebrating. The punishment should be it's such a big game. You know, the, 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 the players are spoken to by police before these games and are told, don't noise it up, and he has noised it up. Definitely shouldn't be, um, you know, punished for celebrating, but I think for, you know, causing it a wee bit. He should be, but certainly shouldn't be nothing major because he didn't physically harm him. But you know, when the, when players yeah. are behaving like that, what what chance have supporters got? I'm certainly not, and I'm not condoning going out and, and stabbing a father of of three kids. And what what happened in Glasgow City Centre was disgusting. But listen, that's that's what this shame game brings to this country. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a positive for Motherwell certainly. In the old forum, um, Alfredo Morelos yeah, and, and Ken. I don't know about his Halliday suspended um, for yeah, it. I, I, I can, can tell you. Can tell you. I don't care enough to. to I don't know about Halliday, but yeah, you'd like to think Kent will be out. He gets his. He gets. He finds out his his punishment uh, today. I think. I think. I think the the, so, the Kent ones worse than Morelos. Because Browns had a nibble at Morelos. Not again. I'm not. I'm not saying it's allowed. Don't think that. But. Brown's had an eyebrow at Morelos. Kent, what, Brown was picking the ball up to give it back to Rangers and Kent's went up and it was a shit, it was a shit, shit punch. But the intent's there. Yes, the intent there was for Morelos, but it shouldn't be four games to Morelos and two games to Kent. I, you know, you can't make an example of one player because he's got a disciplinary record compared to the other. If me, the, the Kent one's blatant. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, Stephen Gerrard came out and tried to defend Kent and saying he shouldn't get banned. You can't, you can't, and then, and then he's coming out and saying Scott Brown should be the thing. But I know I kind of touched on it as well, but I'm certainly not hammering at home as much as Stephen Gerrard. I don't think Scott Brown should be banned for a match. I just think you can't change a player's characteristics, and we can't. But it's. Stephen Gerrard for me is quite. He's hypocritical. Um, I remember the first week. I think I've spoken before. The first week in, you know, first game against Aberdeen, it was like, oh, I've just, I'm, obviously, I'm just here as a Rangers manager, and I'm only care. I don't care about what's happened before. Um, I'm caring about what's happened in the future. He said that in the pre-match interview. Then the post-match interview, he says, oh, we've been getting decisions against us for years. Come on now. It's kind of uh, yeah. it's stupid comments like that, as well as the a fan doesn't win a football match. And the one that really grinded my gears as well was the um, a police officer's never played in an old firm, but a footballer's never had to stop people from dying in a city centre, have they? It's a, it's, he doesn't help himself with these quotes, is what I'm trying to get at. 
No, I think the other, pe- the other thing that people were bringing up about being hypocritical, he obviously said Scott Brown shouldn't be doing that, but he was one that done it week in, week out. Liverpool, Liverpool. Yeah, when, yep. Yep. So it's, well, I, I don't like him as nah. a manager. Fantastic player. Nah, I, don't, whatever. I, don't, I don't like him at all. I think he's... He's kind of like... Mm-hmm. He's, I just do not... I can't go him nah, as a manager. He's, he's... Fantastic player on yeah. his day. Probably one of the best midfielders. But yeah, we've, you know, watching a match today on television, definitely. Um, I think he's quite similar to Rodgers. He's quite... Sour grapes is Rogers. It's brilliant when they're winning. It's fantastic when they're putting five and six goals past the team. But if somebody dares to step on their toes, it's the floodlights were too bright or the grass was too long. Um, so, you know, um, I think that comes from, and it might come from a, a background of serial winning and winning with your teams. I get it, but at the end of the day, when when teams beat you, they beat you. There's abs- there's no humility between the pair of them, and that's why. I'm, you know, quite glad to see the back of Brendan Rodgers because I think it was true. A lot of, a lot of teams, you know, were about what was Brendan Rodgers, and I did say Brendan Rodgers is Celtic's biggest asset. So, you know, I, I said I didn't really want to cover it too much, but obviously things like that have to be spoken about, don't they? Mhm. Well, moving on yep. from you know old forum manager, that uh, the Reserve Cup final yeah. was on Monday. There, a disappointing evening to okay. say the least. Uh, I was not convinced at you're all not, by any of them. You're not. I, 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 I did try to find a stream for it because I brought um, Hearts TV on the on the fire stick and I wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't on. Um, so can I was keeping updated updated through yourself in the Twitter feed and even the Twitter feed. I think the first half it showed you kick off and then half time. Are you in the right of saying that there was absolutely nothing happened in that first half as well? There was. First half was terrible. I think. You look at, I can't remember exactly what um, Maurice Ross said. Um, he says, oh, we're a young team, basically an under-18 mm-hmm. team. We're going to be naive. But I th- Listen, how many... That, that shows me... How many of the players are a you... A negative attitude. Yeah, how, yeah exactly. How, how many of the players are you saying ready to jump into the first team? Looking mm-hmm. at it... Tell me. Based on performances on Monday, I'd say none. Okay, fair enough. However... There is obviously that. That's just a one-off yeah. game. Yeah, I've got players like Adam Livingston, who was starting. Mm-hmm. Danny, Jamie Semple, yeah, Jamie in the yeah. middle. Yeah, and I, that, that's the thing. I think see changing there. Don't want to go into it too much. You know the pyramid structure and the changing from the under twenties league to the under eighteens and reserves now. I think it's bringing your, you know, your kind of. Not saying that they're any any worse off as players, but it's letting these 15, 16, 17 year olds jump into an under 20s where they're going to be technically judged against players that are chatting on the door for first team opportunities. So it kind of brings an arm and kind of tips the scales a wee bit. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah. did, did you notice any frustrations from your kind of what you would class as older under twenties players, or you know your Danny Johnsons, your, your kind of players like that. Did you notice any frustrations of it, or any kind of loose balls played from your younger players? Because that's kind of one thing that would stick out to me. Are the younger boys one ready? One player that was getting very, very frustrated was Stuart McKinstry. Right. The amount of times every goal kick, Mother will play it short, pass it around the back, back to Rohan, punt it up, Hearts win the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating watching it because the players, they've got the talent. Mm-hmm. They could have went out and won that mm-hmm. game comfortably, I think. 
they went in with a negative attitude. Mm-hmm. They wanted to try and, you know, fair enough, you go out, they are young players, you want them to play football, mm-hmm. but it's a cup final. Relish At it. the end of the day, you want to win it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go out, take your man on. I mean, Stuart McKinstry no was yeah. the only person he's no good. I saw try to Aye, take his He's not going to lead Leeds United to a massive club for half a million pounds from nothing at the age of what? Ages we ourselves. He's not going to a massive club mm-hmm. like that who leads are fielding 16, 17 year olds this season, like Sir Jack Clark, Jamie Shackleton, Leif Davis, etc. You know, these are good, good players and Stuart could possibly be going to a Premier League team next season for half a million pounds and he's getting, I don't want to use the word wasted in an under-20s team. But that game like that, you know, you mentioned it yourself, you're not, you're not playing to your big players' strengths. Mm-hmm. Especially another one, you have Danny Johnson up top yep. in that game, and the service to him was absolutely shocking. Yeah. Uh, it was slow, it was... Methodical. Just, well, it was boring yeah. to watch. It was, it was boring to watch. Yeah. Uh, Certainly not the, the under-20 style of Stephen Cregan. No, uh, yeah. You know was wanting the boys to go out and play football. That's everything. That's what he stressed. And again, I think he was too connected to the club and too attached to continue on, really. Um, I certainly wouldn't, you know, overread it and think, oh, he'll be in management in a year's time. Listen, he's enjoying his punditry. And, you know, I just think he, he, he could tell he was getting too attached. And he said it himself when he was leaving. I was getting too enthralled in the job and I didn't want to continue that, really. Um, but you know, you look at Morris Ross. He's he's you know he's not came through the Rangers academy at nine in a row time for absolutely nothing. But he is quite. He's a defensive player, isn't he? He's a right back defensive midfielder. I don't want to really bring that into management tactics because you know it might not be worth a lot. But what did you notice from that? You know, tactical wise, other than slow and methodical, was there anything to say? Right? Was there anything really to grabbing the scruff and the game by the scruff of the next one? Trying to get that. No, even 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 the substitutions he made, they were like for like. He, mm-hmm. Nothing. Two 0 down. He brought on. He brought on the uh, Brock Watson. Why didn't he start? I know Jamie uh, Selko's been fantastic right for the last forty eight weeks, but Brock Watson's playing real football. Um, and you know, I know you. I know you like him yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Why is he not starting that right mid position? Um, I know Akil Raymond was playing as well, so I can't understand why Brock wasn't starting. I certainly didn't expect him to be up there with Stuart McKinstry and Danny Johnson. Yeah, I mean, as you say, Brock Watson, when he came on... Made something happen. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say make something happen, but he tried to make something happen. Tried to get down the wing, cross in, but, you know, when you've got... Even... even when Brock Watson was running down the wing, you've got Danny Johnson in the box. No midfielders were making runs. No forward runs. It was, yeah, it was stick to your position. That I think that's what Maurice Ross would have said to them: stick to your position. Mm-hmm. None, none of them had any creative freedom. They didn't get to do what they want. It was, oh, I was so so negative and so frustrating to watch. Yeah. But then again, they are young. Yeah, it's a young young team, isn't it? And yeah. That's the thing, you know. You look at um, when we had the, when we had Crags when we were running, you know, youth cups and we were coming, you know, fourth and fifth in the under twenties leagues. We had players that were nineteen, twenty, you know, that were dipping in and out. Your Cadens, your Campbells, your Tom Thomases, um, even Ben Hall's players like that. Um, you know, now we've got sixteen, seventeen year olds, and that's the other side of the coin. You know, 
in two and a half years' time, these boys will be where your, you know, your previous mentioned players were at. So it's just a transition period for under twenties. Mm-hmm. I mean, even last night, uh, James Scott wasn't playing. Yeah. See, how injured. I think uh, Bible Monday. actually put it up, and they said um, when, he, yeah. when he wasn't involved in the St Johnson squad, but there was nothing mentioned about the, about the club. I tried to look at you know how they've got the see who's in and out for the St Johnson game. I couldn't find any mm-hmm. any source of that. So I wonder what's that uh, happening yeah. there. Uh, they said. James Scott said to them, uh, he's picked up a knock, but he should be fine for Aberdeen and Rangers, and obviously wasn't in the Aberdeen mm-hmm. squad, he didn't travel mm-hmm. up. So, he should, uh, well, I say should, he probably should be in the team yeah. for Rangers. Yeah. Um, if not, then you'd like to think he'd definitely be back. Post-flip, yeah. Yeah, that gets on to the next point that people have been wanting to talk about. Now that, well, the season has... I don't want to say over, but I mean, there's not much to yeah, play for. Yeah, there's still X amount of money to be won by finishing seventh place. Mm-hmm. It goes on. Who would you would you give anyone debuts this season? Kyle Mack, definitely. Um, I know it's it's right back, and that's Richard Tate. God forbid we we, we take Richard Tate out of the team and Liam Grimshaw, but I would like to see him just get something. I know. People are banging the Jamie Semple drum. He's still too young. I still think give him a pre-season with the first team and maybe even this time next year. I just don't want to see young players being brought into the squad too early and then think they've, you know, that's them in the first team. And I think that's what Stephen Robinson will make sure happen happens. But definitely Kyle McDonald. Um, I guess we can get a Rohan Ferguson's made his debut now um, James Scott's already made his debut so I'd probably say Kyle McDonald's really the next one when the conveyor belt um, Liam Brown again I, I don't know if he's out injured or what's happening there um, I do know that Stephen Robinson knocked back a loan move for him to keep him at the club I know he's made his debut but I would like to see him become a wee bit more prominent but McDonald and, and Brown I'd say and I get the simple point but just not yet. I'm being a bit conservative on no, that. Jimmy Simple, Jimmy Simple travelled up with the first team right, okay. yesterday, and he was training before the game. Obviously, he wasn't in the the squad, okay. uh, but he was training. So that kind of hints towards him. Maybe you know, last season, the last game of the season against uh, Hamilton. You know, you've got Liam Brown, James mm-hmm. Scott, David Tumble all playing. That could maybe hint to him coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, Kyle McDonald was on the bench for Monday. Mm-hmm. He was another one that didn't start. Uh, you've got Liam Donnelly who played right back yeah. on Monday. Who, yeah, Liam Donnelly was pretty solid. That's good. Yeah, listen, I, I like him. I know, he's, I know there's, 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 there is quite high hopes for him because he came through the youth ranks at Fulham, which is quite hard to do. And he's went on to play for kind of some, you know, League One ish teams, your Portsmouth and Oldham. Oldham so, you know, Portsmouth are certainly kind of one of the bigger clubs in the lower leagues of England. Um, yeah, there's, there's high hopes for him. You know, I, I, I did kind of say I think he'd be more of a, a centre-half, sitting midfielder type. Because I do think Liam, Liam Grimshaw is a better right-back than he is centre midfielder. Mm-hmm. The thing about Liam Donnelly, I noticed on Monday, he's a very, very aggressive yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. Not, not going into tackles and that, but uh, just railing up other uh, opposition players. There was a Hearts player was wasting time and. 
another Hearts player went over to try and pick him up and Liam Donnelly's over pushing the other Hearts player and <laughs> he did. getting in about their face. He did, so. he did mention that in, his, um, in, his, in the video that he signed. Um, he was asked what you going to bring to the club and he, he laughed and said aggression. And I think it was made a bit of a meme by somebody on Twitter. Um, it was going about for the kind of time in the summer. But yeah, I know he's been hampered with injuries, but I'd like to see more of him. I know he's a kind of first-team player. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, Kyle McDonald, he came on on Monday. He'd, done, he'd never done much wrong. he never done much yeah. right. He never really got but, any chances on the ball. Yeah. Uh, but then again, they changed the whole right side. I think it was uh, Yusuf Asin went off and Aki Rayman went off for Brock Watson yeah. and Kyle McDonald. And the right-hand side looked more promising. Yeah. Uh, and when I'd done I'd Obviously, I'd done an interview with Brock, Rob Watson. Yeah, he did want to make his debut and he's out on loan at uh, his life. Yeah, definitely would have mentioned him because he brings something and you know, you kind of like him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was obviously he said he wants to make his debut this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done, well, he's not done much at East Fife. Oh obviously, he was in the, he couldn't play the semi-final of the Ironbrook Cup. He was cup died. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's not been much for him. Yeah. But, Hopefully next season, as you said, you know, get him and Jamie Semple in with yeah, the first yeah, season. Yeah, definitely. I think that can do that can do absolute wonders for a player. That happened to Barry Maguire, and he's came on to play a couple of games this season. I know he's been down to Queens. Um, even Alan Campbell in the in the sixteen seventeen season as well. He was away in Ireland. So yeah, listen, I I I, I certainly wouldn't underestimate the power of bringing these boys in around the first team for two and a half weeks, wherever it be, wherever it may be. But I think that can be, rather than saying Jamie Semple for this side of the year, I definitely do think tie him down. And again, don't underestimate the power of being away with the first team, training with him for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, you know, kind of knocking Jamie Semple as a player. He's fantastic. I've seen him play a, a couple of times and he is a brilliant player. I just would like to see him a bit more, a bit more hunger yet, and if he does make his debut this side of the the year, then listen, Stephen Robinson is a manager. I'm just an observant viewer. Mhm. Mhm. Definitely. Um. So moving on, obviously, to contracts. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Robinson hinted yeah. that people probably will be leaving. Yeah. Um. Uh, Rodriguez Gore. Yeah, I mentioned that. Didn't has I? been linked. Yeah, linked with a move down to England. Yeah. He was benched for Aberdeen. I do have a point on that. I mentioned on Facebook, I actually commented on one of the Motherwell Facebook groups for once because you know I don't want to feed myself to the hounds that are on there. But um, I did mention that if MD should be starting, it should be Elliot Freer rather than... And I couldn't understand why Goring wasn't starting. And somebody mentioned to me, oh, he's one booking away from a red card. Now... It's, you know, you want to play a game of Stephen Robinson's bingo. How many times has he come out and said, the next game's the biggest game? It wouldn't matter if it was a cup final when we're playing Hamilton the last game of the season. This is the biggest game of the season. You know, I don't believe for a minute Alex Rodriguez Gorin was getting kept for the Rangers game. No, definitely, definitely not. not. Definitely not. Yeah. Because, like I say, Stephen Robinson bingo dictates... The next game's the biggest game. The next game's the biggest game. There's no chance. Because in order to get top six football, we had to beat Aberdeen, first of all. Even if we did beat Aberdeen last night, I know we would still be... Still wouldn't have happened. So that's yeah. even more to the point that, you know, you're, you're, you're on and I'm on. 
thoughts? I th- yeah, it's weird. Even if... I mean, yesterday I'd say we missed Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We 100% missed him uh, yesterday. Carol McHugh, he's... Did you notice we were... He's a hat of a yeah. Did you notice we went... We went it's times we went, we went to a 3-4-3. Did we? Oh, we did. We did. I'm watching it on Aberdeen TV and I'm watching uh, who were the fullbacks? Grimshaw and Tate pushing up. Carl dropped in in between Dunny and Tam. And the two oh, players yeah, going further you've, up. You've got a, that's how we yeah, you've got a better view. That's then. how we scored the goal. Was we changed to the 3-4-3 and Hastie that away and scored. Um, so, yeah, you're pointing about Carl McHugh. Hello. Oh, you still uh, you, I know, I'm just uh, asking. Uh, yeah, I think you saying we dropped into the 3-4-3 the three, three there. I think Karen McHugh would be a better player for that rather than Goran. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then again, you look at the breakup play yesterday, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that's what really killed yeah. us yesterday was the breakup play. Yeah. And Goran, he's, he's one of the best for doing that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I know Karen McHugh gets a lot of flack and I kind of... I fail to understand why, other than the fact that how on earth do you replace Mr. Motherwell Keith Lasley as a captain? That's the only reason I can think, you know, might be turned against him. I don't necessarily think he's he's half as bad as a player. I mean, the sixteen seventeen season he was out for six months and came back and for me he was a, he was the best player on the team for the last four four or five games of the season, I feel. Um mm-hmm. I mean scored two goals in the last six games of the season. Um I think, you know, I think we played kind of four one two one two at the end of the season, and he was the in the sixth role, and I think he was fantastic there. Um, but I did notice he wasn't. He could turn slower than milk. I think yesterday he was really really slow. I felt. I also felt Charles Dunn had a bit of Scooby Doo legs. His legs were going too quick for him. He was getting a bit over excited on the ball. I feel. Um, but I just, I just felt, yeah. I wasn't impressed by yesterday at all. I really wasn't. I don't know how you feel about it. You were, you were, you were there. Yeah. Why? I don't think we had a shot at goal second half. No. Uh, and I think I can't remember. Somebody said I don't know if it was a player or a fan. I mm-hmm. genuinely can't remember saying we were, we were the better team in the second half. Now I don't know. They were watching. What game they were watching. Yeah, first half was, I'd say we we, we controlled yeah. the game. We didn't really let Aberdeen in, you know, a, a free goal. Uh, I actually missed that. <laughs> I actually missed the first Aberdeen goal. I didn't see it till the, yeah. the highlights. Uh, but I thought after that, we were, we were calm on the ball. We tried moving it, you know, the pass from tape for the, for the goal yeah. was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and then after, second half we came out I thought right okay it'll be a good game we'll, we'll go for the yeah. win we need the win we were Dyer, absolutely yeah. terrible second half we just couldn't yeah. get the ball under control we couldn't we, the only real chance I remember us having was yeah he did have hunters at time I know he kind of you know it's kind of one of those yeah, ones that's somebody over my shoulder um, he, did, he did have lots and lots of time I would want to mention credit to Aberdeen Dean Campbell and Max Lowe they were fantastic they absolutely ran the show um, for me, I know Max Logan man of the match, but I feel Dean Campbell was—he's going to be a really, really good player. Him, 
and um, I know he was mentioned a couple that of times for being the unders yeah, on Scotland side, but he was fantastic. He was a really good player. Good game. Mm-hmm. That was his first ever start for Aberdeen. Fantastic. And, and he did not no, look he out was, place He was brilliant. He was really, really good. Both, I think, he could have stopped Alan Campbell and um, who uh, McHugh playing, really. He put McHugh under a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. You know, Close them down and that, and I, that, that kind of I know Carmichael's passing gets quite a lot of stick, but I think his long diagonals are quite good at times, and he, he stopped that from happening because you know you look at it, Barley and Jake are out balls, and that that Dean Cam stopped that from happening, and Max Lowe, you can tell he plays for Derby County, and I know I was hearing on Red TV Frank Lampard was in the in the ground watching the game, so that yeah, yeah. gave him a bit more incentive to play. So, yeah, listen, the two of them are absolutely fantastic for Aberdeen, credit where it's due. Um, I just feel we couldn't we couldn't really get get by the two, the kind of two players. Everybody else for Aberdeen, for me, didn't really stand out. Yes, now again, turns up when it matters, and that's what you need. And unfortunately, we didn't really have that. I think the, the injury the injury well, to Mark really knocked us. Yeah, well, luckily, the injury is apparently a dead leg. just I a dead that leg, well. and it should, it should be back. Yeah. However, um, if it's anything not worth risking, I would Rohan, just play Rohan. Yeah, we yeah. have mentioned it before that he's a he's a he's a decent enough goalkeeper. He's not been, you know, he wasn't touted by Championship clubs and Celtic. We know when he was seventeen, eighteen for nothing, um, and I'm very glad that we've that we've got him because he's a he's a good goalkeeper, and um, I don't think he done much much wrong. You know, that, again, the first the set the first McGinn goal was an absolute. Another freak, how how many times out of 100 would that happen? A shot blocks and it lands yeah. on a plate for you. How many times out of 100 would that I don't happen? Think, yeah, I, think, I don't think Rohan made a save, but then he again, he didn't have, have to. to. It was too... Game is gone. Yeah, it was, it was you know, obviously that, that unbelievable, yeah. unlucky goal that just happens to have off Tom Aldred and then the, you know, screamer. Yeah, aye. But listen, I thought his, his distribution was good. Um, you know, he, he caught he caught mm-hmm. a couple of crosses. He's good. I heard um, Red TV mention he was quite small for a goalkeeper. What is your thoughts on that? I think the one thing when when you see Rohan is he's, he's a quite presence. built yeah, for he a is, goalkeeper. Yeah, he's a he's a big yeah. big lad. Uh, which is very yeah. very useful. Yeah, certainly, very certainly useful. for me, I think it overcompensates for him. Um, for height, because you know, equally, you know, for balls over the top, you know, he might be a bit prone to that. I don't know, not seen enough of him. Um, but equally, it'll be harder to get the ball by him if he's that robust. Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Oh. I thought I'd lost you. I lost you there. No, uh, and for for uh, Rohan, he's quite fast yeah. for yeah, his. He's... For you know his stature, I mean, he, I can only remember one time last night where he came out and he was out quick, get it and then get up. Yeah. That's something I think we missed on Monday with him. He was too yeah. slow on Monday. Yeah, because looking back, uh, with his decision, yeah, sorry, mate. looking back to the couple of games that I seen him play against Queens Park Rangers last season, that's what I, I did mention. He's very, very quick off his line. He spread himself, and I think that's very, very useful as well. One on one situations. I think you know each goalkeeper's got different. Different traits. I think, I think Trevor Carson's distribution is second to none, and his reactions are absolutely fantastic. Mark Gillespie's the best shot stopper out of the three of them, and Rowan Ferguson's 
quickly one on ones. I think that's something that that Trevor and um, Mark both don't really have. I think Mark's more a certainly kind of shot stopper blocking wise, and Trevor's yeah, like a typical three five two goalkeeper. I'll ping the balls out, I'll ping them over the top. But I think we're, we're certainly blessed to have three good goalkeepers. I think this is the first time in my lifetime I can say, you know, we're down to the third choice keeper, and I'm still fairly confident. No, mm-hmm. and even that. I know it's Rangers next, but I'm just saying, as far as you know, I won't be panicking when the ball comes over the halfway line. Mm-hmm. And even that, behind Rohan is Robbie Henfrey, Robbie Henfrey mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Scotland international mm-hmm. for his age. He's been training with the first mm-hmm. team, you know, before games. That he looks solid, but I highly doubt we'll see him in action for another two years, one or two yeah. seasons. Uh, but even even at that, it's just. Just in case, I mean, it's highly, highly yeah, unlikely. Yeah, you know, kind of, you know, I remember, um, you know, thirteen, fourteen season, or was it fourteen, fifteen, when um, both Hollis and it was thirteen, fourteen, both Hollis and Nielsen get injured. Um, we didn't want to risk Ross Stewart, and um, they called in a an emergency loan for Dan Twardzik. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that will happen because I think we're confident enough with if Rohan needs to start and Robbie Henfrey go and get go and get your your first team number hung up in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. And I know it, yeah, PG's right. out on loan at um, Albion Rovers, but I do think he's at the, you know, the, the the age where he needs to go and make first team appearances. But you know, yeah, yeah. So we we are, we are pretty comfortable with the keeper. Definitely. We uh, move, moving on, a uh, another thing, Usman Fain. I, I really hope it's pronounced Fain for his <laughs> yeah, sake. Just call him Usman. Uh, he's. He's apparently signed a deal. Well, been completed apparently. Big six foot four CDM who can play centre back. Yeah, he can, can't he? Thanks, Sophie, for for that. Um, Yeah, um, I'm I'm, 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 I'm delighted because it's one of the things we have mentioned before, haven't we? About needing that presence. You know, obviously, Andy Rose has left us, but it's the one thing we have lacked that big. Oh fuck! That guy's near me in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So yeah, happy that, with that. Yeah, I think going back to comparing them to Andy Rose. Andy Rose, I've said before, he's not that good a player, mm-hmm. but he's a nuisance. Yeah, but he's there, isn't he? Yeah, he's a nuisance uh, when he's there, which I think we need. I mean, we've lost the big, the big men. We had Andy Rose in the middle, Keeper at the back, Bowman yeah. up front. We had someone everywhere. Yeah. This season, we've not really had yeah. that. I mean, the the tallest midfielder we've got who's playing is David Tumble, Six. and he's very reluctant to use his body. Yeah, he's he's a great. I think David Tumble prefers it on the deck. Yeah, he's very reluctant to go up for a header. Yeah, uh, and then even up front, I mean, Main is. You'd think for the size of him, he'd be able to win Aye. at least a few headers. Couldn't you say in the newspaper under not, his feet? Could you? Yeah, he's, he's not that demanding in the air. So, I think this boy coming in, obviously, he's been injured for yeah, a while. Yeah, I have, I have heard. And it might take him. From Olden, sorry again. I've heard from Olden sources that he has, um, you know, recovered from a broken leg, etc. So, mm-hmm. maybe it'll take him some time to get in. But then again, that could be a placement for Carol McHugh, yeah. who is out of contract. Yeah. But, you know, I think Don't... Uh, the cryptic message from Robinson, keeping players on their toes. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to move on another one, Jake Hasty. Listen. Uh, Rangers have apparently pulled out the deal. Yeah. Uh, and Atlanta are the, the team, apparently. Yeah. You know, you can never trust. Uh, day two newspapers. You know, the articles. Mm-hmm. Day two newspapers in particular. Well, yeah. Um, I know the, 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 the whole thing with him getting loaned back to Aberdeen is because the, the new American, I don't know what he is, chairman, business owner, whatever of Aberdeen has got contacts over to Atlanta in, um, in America, so that's why they, he'll be getting loaned back to Aberdeen. But um, yes, he's doing the business for us, but listen, sign it or leave it. You know, I think with the Turnbull thing, we needed David Turnbull to sign it. We, we, we did. We needed David Turnbull to sign that contract. Um, listen, if he goes, he goes. He's made a brilliant impact, but like I say, he didn't really set the set Alaba on fire. You know, it could just be a a flash in the pan. And if he signs, hopefully it's not. But listen, sign it or don't. Honestly, I'm not too fast now. It's just as long as he doesn't go to, he go to another Scottish club, I'm fine with. Yeah, that that goes on to another point. Someone's asked us. Who would you rather? Uh, sorry, who would you rather keep on a new contract, Cadden or Hasty? Um, see if Chris Cadden scores four goals between now and the end of the season, and Chris Cadden. But if Jake Hasty scores another two or three, then him. But what is your um, your opinion on Jake Hasty's tracking back? Because it's something I want to mention. Just want to see what you think. We, where I was sitting uh, yesterday, I was uh, had a perfect view Brilliant. of Jake Hasty, especially in the first half. He's very, very lazy in getting back. Okay. Especially with what I saw uh, yesterday. He, in the first half, especially before he got his goal, he looked as if he couldn't be bothered mm-hmm. being there. He wasn't moving, he wasn't shown for the ball, he wasn't getting back. He left Grimshaw exposed a lot of the time. I think, you know, he's closing down, especially for the first yeah. goal, was a bit poor. Um, but, I mean, that's that's just yeah. the one time I've actually seen him, like, up yeah. close. That's the thing with the 4-3-3 and the certain shape we play. You do have the two sitting midfielders to cover the full-backs, and I don't think the emphasis is on the, wing, the wingers to get back as much. Um, but, however... If it's purely for effort, then it's um, then it would be Cadden. But yeah, definitely. I just yeah. think I did have a point in it, and it's went right out of my head. But um, for me, it would it would it would purely be Cadden because I, we we know what kind of player Cadden can be. Yeah, I've I've said before on a podcast. I think on his day, Chris Cadden's our best player. Yeah, I've said it before. Yeah. Very, very unpopular opinion because you know a lot of people were moaning at him before he got injured. You know he's he's not pulling his weight. He's wasted in defence, but listen, you know that I think that's that's where my frustration got at him last season was, you know the the constant, you know playing the five three two three five two whatever. He was wasted there. He is better in a midfield four. You know inside mm. of it. Well, yesterday he came on and played. See, I was just he played centre mid yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because it looked as if we went to a four-three-three, mm-hmm. but then at times it was a four-four-two. So it was kind of outright, kind of in the yeah, middle. Two favourite positions, and would he be more effective in? 
Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, he didn't have much to do last night because when he came on, it was all Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, against St Johnston, when he came on, he was fantastic, yeah. I think. Him and Elliot Freer changed the game completely. Yeah. Uh, so I think if Cadden can reach the form that he was last season, because mm-hmm. I think last season, especially when he was playing down the middle, as you said, he was fantastic. Yeah. So if he reaches, if he reaches yeah. that thing, I think he's he's a much better yeah. player than Gatesley. However, as a couple of years. My ago. only, you know, kind of not criticism of Chris Cadden would be he doesn't score enough. That's the yeah. only the, yeah, only, I I was the only thing and that lacks in his game. He's got absolutely everything. His passing's brilliant. His pebbles phenomenal. His pace is fantastic. His his work rate is up there with Alan Campbell and Richard Tate. Just as they score enough. One hundred, no, uh, one hundred thirty odd games he's played with his mm-hmm. twelve. Yeah, which you know isn't great. He's also got twenty assists. Yeah, which isn't great yeah. either. But I mean, I think yeah, as you said, all he needs to really do as to add to his game is just goals and assists, and he'd be. It'd be the perfect player, yeah. really. I'm trying to sit, I'm sitting here trying to think of that Jake Hasty point. I wanted to week. Can I remember it? It's away from me. I'll just let you concede it, I think. But um yeah. Listen, it's their goal. It's you know, he's yes yes, he's he's been waiting for here and now, but if his head isn't screwed on enough to stay then you know, we spoke about the four players that have left and have went on to achieve nothing. You know, is he gonna be tired as the same brush as Ben I've achieved fuck all in my career hall? If he leaves, then so be it. But if he stays and learns his trade and goes in 18 months' time or a year's time, then best of luck to you. But, you know, no no name in the back is bigger than that badge in the front. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing. Uh, Jake Hasty, I think, might get a bit too big I for I think he boot. is already. I noticed that when he was walking off the park, he was um, speaking to none other than Lewis Ferguson. And... Um, you know, kind of what Lewis was tipped for, and obviously the family he comes from as well. Um, you know, whether that's got anything to do with it, I don't think it might, but I just feel, you know, like you say, he's kind of sorting about and he's, he's, he's work rate. You know, is it is it just, you know, filling in six to eight games for him before he goes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I, I, I wouldn't be that no, bothered. Like, I, I mean, he's played, what is it, 15 yeah. games Six or something? For the club. I'd, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be that bored if he left, however. I would be bothered if Chris Cadden. Yeah, because listen, he's, 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 Jake's come in, he's been a fantastic impact, and yes, he's, he's spurred us on up the table and brilliant impact player, but, you know, is he going to be like that when he's been away with pre season and. You know, potentially we've we've signed another winger and somebody's competing with him and he's not walking into the team. I think that's when when we don't well, test that, his metal. Well, that gets on to the other point. Someone's asked, who would you start for Rangers, the two wingers? Elliot Freer and Bolly Aribi. I know. I just just don't want to risk Chris Cadden yet. I know he's probably a hundred percent. I know Robinson wouldn't put him in the team if he wasn't a hundred percent. But I just wouldn't wouldn't yet. Yeah, just keep bringing him in when. When players are tiring, but I definitely think Elliot Freer should be should be starting because he's done nothing wrong not to start. 
Yes, Jake. I know Jake. I know Jake has yeah. scored against Aberdeen, and listen, he should he should start. But Elliot Fear scored against St Johnson. He should have started in Aberdeen in my book. But I'm not a manager. Your thoughts? Well, if you play Freer and Freer and Aribe, would you play Freer out in the right to cut in, or would you play both on their, their actual position so they can? Was get it the, the Hamilton game we were speaking about? It looked quite uncomfortable. When it, when, yeah, Freer came in yeah, and played. Right, it right. looked quite uncomfortable, but he put in two really good balls in his right foot. Elliot Freer, Chris Cadden, our wingers are better than my four running it players. So for that, I, I would stick him out on the left because I think him, and, him up against Tavernier would be, would, would be good because I think Tavernier, when he sees his own 18 yard box, he's a bit tentative. And I think um, mm-hmm. whoever's, I think Rangers will need to play one of their under 12s at left back. On um, on Sunday, I think Bollery will turn them inside out. So that's my thoughts mm-hmm. on that. Over yourself. See, I'd see. I'd like to see Freer oh, get wow, a run in the team like proper. <laughs> I know. I'd, if if any if anybody knows me, they, they know I've, I'm a very very yeah. critical person. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to Elliot Freer, but. I want to see him get a proper yeah. run. Yeah, listen, get him, get him earn his, earn his, earn his chance because he's. I feel he's done. He's done. He's certainly done better than he was this time last season. Um, but listen, if he, you know, we, I think me and you done the maths when we're speaking to each other about it and whatever amount of money we'll save from however many players leaving, then you know I think it'll be a fantastic start mm-hmm. to the budget. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, I think we'll want to speak about that a wee bit later on, won't we? But um, yeah, but your Elliot Fair point is, yeah, give him a run to the end, to the end of the season, see what happens. But you know, it's certainly it's, it's yeah, good. Think... It's good times that we've got these headaches. When you go, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I think for Rangers, uh, I play him. Yeah. Okay. Then again, if it's one hundred percent, I don't know. Yeah. If I fully fit, I play. Just game, JK. I don't know if you read it on Twitter. If Celtic win at the weekend, then Celtic win the league. Well, Celtic win the league around the park, but um, listen, that's obviously mathematically mathematically possible. I've had a couple of majorly deluded Rangers fans Snapchat me and. Um, you know about uh, Jake Casey signing for Rangers. Jake Casey was never signing for Rangers. We spoke about it. You know when he was brought up. You know Celtic supporter. It was for me. It was never was never happening. It was just paper talking. It was funnily enough. It was all this was all surfaced the week that we were playing an old firm team. Just like Jake Page who's been linked to yeah, Rangers and Celtic. That, yeah. the, that's the Daily Ranger for you and the that other bad paper. Um, but. It's, it's stories and it's it happens, but for me it was never it was never happening. Did Jake going to Rangers? Especially the one that I was I was laughing at it when I saw it. Fifteen grand a week. <laughs> that's that's um that that's probably wages that you're um that you know like a Tavernier or Ryan Kent Ryan Jack are on. That's for something that's what just turned twenty. And it's on seven eight hundred pounds a week at Motherwell. I th- I think he's only at on three hundred pounds a week <laughs> at Motherwell. There you go. There you go. Um, I think that's absolutely ludicrous. And um, yeah, so it's, it's it's paper talking. That's all it was, and it's proved to be. You know, I was I was confident that it, that it was never going to Rangers. I honestly was because it just 
I don't see somebody brought up in Clarence signing for Rangers. Mm-hmm. No, somebody from Clarence Curfin signing for Rangers. It's like, you know, when he has signing for Hamilton, it's not it's not happening. Yeah. It would it would have been a bit bizarre, but then again, I I I think if he went to Rangers Wasted. I think it just gets shipped. Wasted. Yeah, shipped right back out on loan. Yeah, you know, sign a sign a four and a half year contract and be loaned back out to Cowden Base and Sterling Albions for four of the years and then get released. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in his hands now. Yeah, up to what that's he, it. That's what it. Listen, if he wants to go down south and you know the examples are Ben Hall and Lee Irwin, when you go because you know although Lee had a couple of appearances where and. We Leeds United and then went to Oldham, had a pretty successful load spell. He ended up back up in Scotland. Do you want to go down and sign a four-year, four-year club, four, sorry, four-year contract with an English club to end back up in Scotland in two and a half years' time? I don't know. No. I don't know. No. It's, it's a real one. That is, with, that is with right. You're right. And we just want answers now. You know, like you say, we're, we're, we're past the, we're past of, you know, oh my God, is he going to sign? We really want to sign. If he signs, he signs. But you know, if he doesn't, then we're going to need to go and get somebody. And I think I'm fine with that. If, yeah, I think if Jake, if Stephen Robinson knows Jake's left, I'd rather they play Elliot Fair now for the remainder of the season. Yeah, that'll be the big indicator. That'll be the big indicator. And I think you know it kind of leads us on to the the cryptic message that'll be you know can be dissected many a way. Um, I mean, for me, I don't know who you think the the players are in are, are in question. So I think it's Jake Hasty and as you said, Gorin, because you know I think it was Millwall, Wigan, and Blackburn were the three main teams right. who came out wanting Gorin, and then coincidentally he gets dropped, and then Robbo obviously hands out this message. <laughs> and even to... even back to before uh, Gorin signed for, sorry, I don't to cut you off. Um, he was meant to sign for us in January the last year for the running for the cup and didn't. So is this I'd something Alex Rodriguez Gor- Alex Gorin's quite good at? Looks like it. Possibly. Looks like it. Possibly. Um, I've, the thing about Gorin, I think he wouldn't be a hard player to replace. I don't think. No, certainly not. Industrious, you know. As a case of probably just moving Leah Grimshaw back into that holding midfield and switching Tate over to right and somebody else playing left back or, you know, vice versa. Um, you know, certainly, certainly not. But also, it's not a case of Motherwell offering Alex Rodriguez Gorin. He didn't mention it when he started picking up these appearances. He's saying, there's a clause in my contract that if I reach, I think it's 20 appearances, I get a contract triggered. And he'll sign it. It's not a case of, right, we're going to offer you this. It will be triggered. And that happened with um, Adam Cummins. Ian Barriclough, that's why he kept, getting, he kept getting loaned out because Adam Cummins was two appearances away from having to be offered a contract. Mm-hmm. So that for me is the big, in, the, the big indicator. So if he doesn't play against Rangers, then I think Alex rodriguez Gorin doesn't want to be at Motherwell. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for me, rodriguez Gorin has been my surprise player of the season. Yeah. No, yeah, no, definitely, and I don't want us to sit here and you know, obviously we're skeptic, we're we're being skeptical, and we're we're just throwing names out here. I don't want to you know come across as I'm speaking about you know Jake Hasty and Alex Rodriguez Gorin and who I'm going to mention next as ex players. Listen, they're still wearing the Motherwell 
training gear every 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 day. You know, they're still connect they're still employees of the club. You know, so they're still doing a job for us and that's all right. But, you know, I think, you know, this is this is where it gets interesting as far as players coming and going. And yeah, so who else do you think of? Or do you think that's it? I think uh, it's obviously you've got players like Tanner who yeah. looks likely to leave the club. That's somebody's asked, do you think Tanner will play again before the end of the season? No. No, I don't and it's such a it's such a such a bad one. But um it's similar to I know it's not half as bad as Ian Gerard injury. Um but you know, obviously what happened to him against Aberdeen and he was out for three seasons and he came back and he was never the same player. Um you know, I I I only think the one player that's came back from a, a, a bad injury and was the same player and that was Henrik Larson, although I wasn't old enough to to, to see it. Oh, but you know, just going through through stories and, and reading stats as well, you know. He came back after that horrific leg break and, and done what he done. And that's you know, we went on to play for Man United in Barcelona after a leg break. Um and like I say, I know Craig Tanner's not a leg break or it's not, you know, the injury of Durant, but I don't think, you know he's such a he's such a nimble player and he's such a, you know, a player that would get impact injuries like knee injuries. And I just don't think, you know, he probably won't be the same player. And I think, you know, it's it's such a talent to, to concede, but it has to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's such a shame because he, he was one of our main players, especially towards the start of the, the Scottish Cup run. I think he only played two games in the Cup run. Did he? Last the season? Hamilton and Dundee, uh, yeah. Right, OK. He scored in both of them? I think he scored in both of them, yeah. Okay. Yep. I think, yeah, somebody, somebody says... Uh, Tanner might be leaving at the end of the season, he might be injured, but uh, if they want to put money on him being rolled out in a wheelchair to score against Dundee in the split. <laughs> um, I do have a wee question. Is there a break before the... I know there's no, there's no more international breaks, but um, with a cup weekend, is there a break between now yeah. and the, the split? Yeah, I think it's good. Rangers, then the cup weekend, and then we're back right. on the that's, 20th of April. That's good. That gives us a wee bit of, of hope because I was speaking to Big Christian uh, last night. Uh, through Instagram, I was speaking to him and I was mentioning, I was just asking him how he, how, how he was and I'd be expecting to see him I'm back soon. And um, he's saying, yeah, I'm on, I'll actually, I'll quote it just now. Two seconds. Um, I'm not going to lie, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, um, he put up the thing about the unfortunate the stuff that happened to Muasa Keen um, or Juventus. And um, I put, when can, we back to, when can we expect to see you back in Claret and Amber, mate? And he put, yeah, nearly back, been a long road, but hopefully back soon. Looking promising then. So, yeah, and that's that's another, you know, we, t- we speak about size that we've missed. I think, you know, he'll be one, but, you know, will it just be too 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 late for him? I don't know, but there's seven games to go. That's, you know, including including the split week, that's eight weeks. You know, could, could he be back for, you know, the second game into the split? We could see that happen, but do you see him going in between uh, Charles Dunn and Tom Aldred? Do you think there's space for No, but I saw, you know, a lot of people are wondering, uh, Tom Aldred is out of contract. Buddy? Yeah. Buddy? Yeah. yeah. And people are wondering if we, if we don't sign or not. See, I think getting Bulu back fit, and I think yeah, he Chris. could slot in. Yeah, yeah. Slot in. He's... Uh, Charles Dunn. Yeah, I think he's um, he's very similar to Tom Aldred, and he's very similar to um, Charles Dunn. He's also very similar to Barry Maguire. Mm-hmm. He's a player. 
similar to Barry. He's a brick shit house like Tom Aldred, and he's quick like Charlie. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best. He's, he's he's the best option, and he's you know he's not been touted as you know very similar to Cedric Kipri, quotation marks by Stephen Robinson for nothing. So I certainly do hope we keep him. And he's came through the ranks at Millwall, you know, who have a very good youth academy for bringing through players. So he's certainly one I would, I would like to keep. But as far as as far as leaving, I see Tanner. Unfortunately, you know, through gritted teeth, I do see um, Gorin going. Probably hasty. I just I think he's a bit manager's pet, Carl McHugh. But I think you know, hopefully Fane will be better suited to the role that we want Carl McHugh to play. And I just think you know, since the second concussion, you know, when he had this season, I just don't think he's going to be the same player since. No, he's only yeah. played, he's only played two games. But you know, how often do you get three concussions in a year and a half? Yeah, he's been very unlucky with that. He has another, been. Another two players that uh, obviously maybe leaving Curtis Main. Yeah. And Danny Johnson. Yeah, I mentioned Danny. And I was going to. I was going to bring him up. Um, I hope he doesn't because Jesus Christ is an asset and he's a goal scorer. And again, it might just be another one that's go. You know, do we get X amount of money for him? And you know, because end of the day, you know, I don't think Danny Johnson's happy. You know, collecting. Eight hundred pounds to a thousand pounds a week sitting on the bench. Danny Johnson wants to be out with a smile on his face, scoring goals. And Curtis Main, it's a shame he's just, you know, he had that absolute red hot start, you know, when he signed last January, and it looked like to be the the piece in the jigsaw we we needed. And then, you know, after the Aberdeen game semi final, just kind of pittered out, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. I certainly don't believe he's been a wasted jersey. You know, I thought I thought you know he was very good last night. I thought he'd done everything other than score, really. His, his effort was second to none. He's drawn fouls. I just thought everything was... he done... You know, you couldn't have asked any more of him. And it's a shame he yeah. just hasn't put the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, you're going to look back at the end of the season and see, you know, X amount of starts and three goals. It's just not good enough for a number nine. Well, I think when you look at Danny Johnson's record, yeah. considering he's... he's uh, obviously, he's been on the bench making appearances... 27 appearances this season and he's been directly involved in nine goals. So he's yeah. been directly involved in one goal every three games. Yeah. For someone that has been coming off the bench and not really had player. a proper run in the team since September, shows the quality that he has. He has. Oh, exactly, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So can you afford to let someone go? I mean, you look at his record against Gateshead, is phenomenal. He directly involved in 54 goals in 112 games. That's almost... Uh, a goal every other game, yeah, which is phenomenal as well. Yep. So he's a very, very good player. Yeah, yeah. But then again, where do you fit him in in this sort of formation? Do we change formation for next season? I just think I, hope, yeah. I, I do hope I do hope we go back to um, even even I don't think you could play him in a four two three one, but I hope we go back to a, you know a four four two or somewhere or four four one one something we can fit Danny Johnson in because I think you know obviously you know. Don't want to speak as players as ex players because they're still playing for us. But you know, if A, B, and C leave, then that leaves you know potentially another winger. Obviously, if Cat stays, you know, there's, there's so much, so many questions we can ask. But I do think, you know, I think I think Hartley's away as well, and I say that through saddened eyes as well. But I just don't think. Don't know if there's been a fallout or something, but 
I just don't know why the captain of the club hasn't been playing. And I know you can't replace Charles Dunn and Tom Aldred because they've been so good together. But that's the captain of my little football club. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been so good for us. And again, you know, has he been the same since since the Clyde game, in my opinion? No. But, you know, if if that was the case, then why didn't he go in January? Why didn't we cut our losses with him and release him? Or if there was interest from whoever, why didn't we let him go instead of keep a hold of him for doing nothing, really? Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, as I think you've mentioned it before in a, in a podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, you like to have a small squad. Yes. And I think Stephen Robinson is trying to do that. I think we'll get rid of you know, near enough 10 players, maybe, right. okay. and bring in five or six. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Declan Gallagher, I think, is pretty much confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Shane, Bain, you know, and hopefully yeah. a striker and a winger. Another winger, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, as you said, I'm... Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. And, um... Yeah, we've signed up, we've signed up. Yeah, consistency, and I think we've we've signed up the right players. We have we've we've, we've, we've signed up the right players. Um, you know, it's about at this stage of the season. It's do you want to do you want to be on this journey? Because we are. I'm excited because I think we're going places next season. I'm not saying we're going to win the league and we're going to win a cup, but we're going places next season. I feel. I do feel it. I think next season. Next season, anything other than top six is disappointing. Yeah, top <laughs> six, and I, yeah, I want, I want to see if we can make it back to Hamden at least right, okay. once. I think would, wouldn't be an unrealistic game. I think next season, top six and at least one game at Hamden would be a successful season. For and me. you're not counting a cup game against Queens Park? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, definitely not. Yeah, I think we've, we've we've signed up the right players, and obviously, I had you know my. My day, my week, my month, my year was made when um, Adam signed that contract. You know, Barry signed up, David signed up, you know, James Scott signed up as well. So, yeah, and there's there's, there's players we can, you know, Jamie Jamie Semple, etc., that can be signed up um, for next season. And I think keeping the, not keeping the, the squad thread bare, certainly bring enough players in and that we won't be hurt by injuries. And don't, mm-hmm. but don't block pathways for youngsters. Yeah, I think next season uh, the team should definitely be built around David Turnbull. Yeah. Um, and what about the goalkeeping situation? Do you think about Carson wise? I think Carson's going to go into as you said. Coaching. Before, I think coaching would probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be happy with Gillespie and Rohan? Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think yeah. I'd, be, I'd be more than happy yeah. with that. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously then you've got uh, PJ coming back. Yeah, I think he's at uh, yeah, Robbie got... as well. Yeah, Brock Watson coming yep. back as well yep. on loan. Uh, ATS. Is he's away in the kind of club, more or less announced that. I'm going to go two seconds into, yeah, into our Instagram messages to check who I kind of spoke about leaving. Two seconds. Continue on anyway to find it. Uh, yeah, I think ATS, you know. He, Unlucky. I spoke to party. He said. He's shot and I said, I do at the time. Uh, and maybe he could play left wing back. 
Uh, but then again, you know, it was too slow for me. It was yeah, just terrible with the ball at his yeah. feet. It was a bit clumsy, really. Yeah, so I think we went with McHugh, Hartley, Main, Freer, and obviously all the loans will expire. So Aribe and Salmon will go. Tanner and Newell as well. They'll all go, and Taylor Sinclair's the next player. So I think that's, you know, and we did estimate that that'd be about £28,000 saved. Never mind, you know, we've added 25% sales for t- for um, season tickets you know I think they were the new I don't, I don't know how much money goes to the club but the new shirt printing that's went down a big big hit as well um, and certainly you know just there's a bit there's a bigger atmosphere around the club where you know obviously selling our players as well that's allowed us to chalk off X amount of debts so I think there's, it's, there is a feel good factor although we've missed out in top six listen it's it's it was a late run. We gave us we, we we gave ourselves too much work to do, similar to the last season. And I think if we get because that was the one thing under Shoot recall. Although we were playing this fantastic football, and you know the only worry on a Saturday was going to Fur Park and how many goals are we going to score. Other than that, you know the, there was a major major consistency, and we kept losing massive players, and we kept replacing them though. But with we, we, Stephen Robinson, we're keeping players. But we're just not quite getting it in the park. What would you rather? It's it's, it's a tough one because mm-hmm. obviously the big one that people have been asking for replacement. We've mentioned it. I think on every single podcast is you know who's going to be the next Higdon, who's going to be the next yes. But I think when you're keeping players, yeah, ha- it has to be a perfect balance between keeping the right players and bringing in the right players. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the keeping David Tumble, I think, is the best bit of business we've done, we've done this season. I think it's the best bit of business since we've done since, um, yeah, <laughs> since it's the best bit of business we've done, we've done in, a, in, a, in a big while because probably since signing Scott McDonald the first time around, I think, um, obviously, the 14-15 season, I think that's the best bit of business we've, we've done since then. Um, really kind of looking, looking 16, 17, 17, 18, um, I don't think we've done majorly right. Oh, well, we've got him or we've kept him. Fantastic. I think the, the David Turnbull deal was certainly the, the biggest bit of business we've done since um, the January signing the McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was it was massive because obviously there was the links with uh, Southampton, Southampton etc. Yeah. Um, another thing, I don't think uh, David Turnbull will stay past next season. I was thinking about that. Um but we didn't say that about sorry, we said that about Chris Carden when he signed his deal. Um I didn't see him staying for so long and listen mate we, we, we youth prospects they can be they can set the header on fire and then they can get their head down and realise right this is what I've got to work for. And I think Chris Carden's the epitomization of that. Because you know he was linked to Middlesbrough. He was I remember coming home from school one day, checked my phone. He was linked to Rangers, Aberdeen, Hearts, Middlesbrough, all oh. these Crystal Palace team, teams like that. He was linked with, and he'd only just signed his contract. And two years down the line, it's um 85 percent sure Chris Cadden signing or has signed a new deal with Motherwell Football Club. So I get I get the point. 
here and now, David Turnbull, his head's above everybody else in the in the in, you know, playing wise. But you know, what's they say in the next eighteen months? Not not that he dwindles down, but the the interest goes to somewhere somebody else in the Scottish game and he ends up having an, an injury or ends up deciding, right, this is where I want to be for another. Yeah, he definitely will go at some point. Same with Cadden. I'm not saying, you know, they're going to be Stevie Hamill Keith Lasley and stay here for the next 15 years. Not at all. But, um, you know, I, I, I get I get where you're coming from is what I'm trying to say. But, you know, it's certainly not out with, without re- out with reach of him staying further. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there was talk when he signed his deal that he was still going to leave this summer, but for roughly, you know, like a million. Uh, Listen, as long as he, as long as he, as he doesn't, as long as he doesn't go for nothing, and is it twenty twenty one? Yeah, then I'm, 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 I'm fine with that. As long as it doesn't, you know, as long as he's not got the same fate as. Um, Darren Randolph and uh, Michael Hyde and Sean Hutchinson, Tom Hitley. As long as he do, he's not in day type of players, because I think if we made if we made money from day four players alone who have who've all went to play, you know, in Championship Premier League teams, then you know I think we would would be a very different club today if we'd mm-hmm. you know got you know because that's when we could have got a million a million and a half to even for each of the players. I think we'd be a different club today. But yeah, as long as he does it, as long as he leaves for some amount of money, and he's he's done he's done he's done the club good service by signing the contract in the first place. Mm-hmm. Similar, un, you know, un, un, similar to Jake Hastings. I don't want to speak about him as an ex-player. You know, there's still chance, but as it longer it goes on, you know, and the colder the trail goes. Yeah, I think well, I think we've covered most things. Yeah, uh, there's some somebody's asked us a question. I think we'll answer. Uh, is there any particular? This is you know nothing to do. We're talking about. Is there any particular away days uh, you both want to go on? Any any away days you want to go on? <laughs> as, 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 as a Motherwell supporter. Yeah. Um, I'm not really kind of one one for away days other than um, other than derby derby games. I certainly you know I, you know the, Europe's the 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 um the the, the big the big thing. Um, mm-hmm. No, not really. I can't really say, you know, I wouldn't want to go down a Queen of the South as a motherboard supporter. Um, I feel I'd be, I'd be sitting on my hands for, for 90 minutes. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I can't really say that because I do like, Dumfries is a really, really beautiful part of this country and it's nice to go down on on, um, on sunny days, on, on the train or the drive down is lovely. Um, I'm not too kind of fussed about, you know, places like Inverness and Edinburgh, but I would like to, I, I would like to, but there's nowhere I can kind of say but I do like the old-fashioned grounds. So certainly a lower league team, probably. Yourself? Definitely Europe, I feel. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I think you've probably... Uh, you know, at Fort Park. But... Uh, like... You'd like where? Once it was when we lost three two in the last season. Right, Inverness, okay. When I went to the three, when okay. Jay Madden scored. Last goal for the club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my heart set on going anyway. Yeah. 
kommende sorskapdrag Monaway Over Prezen Bar Would be fantastic But other than that Not, yeah. not much Oh, away. for you. Um, I'm a, I'm a bit of homebugger. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would no sooner get to these places, and I'd be, I'd be panicking about getting home already. But I would, I would, I, you know, for for some kind of reason, I, I would like to go to like some of Broth and um, Peterhead. I think on on nice days, yeah. you know, obviously the journey up there would, would be lovely, and these these um these stadiums that are literally, you know, you know, you're you're within yards of the sea, and it's, you know, real kind of. Real clubs, really. Um, I've been to Southern Albion a couple of times, and I used to train the Scotland squad out at out at uh, Force Bank Stadium, and that's a nice stadium to go to. You know, with the Wallace Monument up in the hills. You know, how how often do you do you see that from a football stadium? Um, I'm trying to think, but yeah, these kind of rural clubs, you know, where you know the football town, the football club is everything about the town. I would, I would love to, I would love to go to, but just as long as I get, as I get home in time, or I get to the training time, because that, that's my big worry, going in away days, even, yeah. even, even, even in Hamden, I'm, I'm, I'm panicking to get home when I'm, you know, two minute walk away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, away days, Europe, Europe's the big thing. Um. You know, my, I wanted to go to Iceland with my dad, but it was just kind of, it was too soon. By the time we thought about it and tried to. I think we had to um, to get to get away with Iceland. We had to be a member of the Welsh Society because there was only eighty five tickets were given to my little fans, and um, that that unfortunately we couldn't we couldn't get that organised in time. Um, but certainly, you know, when we went to Levante and um, in Greece, places places like that, certainly wouldn't fancy going to like like say Belarus and uh, Cyprus for a, for away days. You know, three four three four flights. Somewhere yeah. you know that isn't too far to go to, or even you know if we if we got a an English club, and um in Europe, that would be that would be nice as well, but definitely mm-hmm. a, a European a European away day would be top of the bucket list rather than um you know a a kind of a Peterhead or a or a for Yeah, me. yeah, I think European is the the pinnacle yeah. of away days. Definitely. Um. So. I think that's us. This one was much longer than last one, so hopefully you'll... Yeah, plenty more to talk about, though. Yep. Uh, well, do I keep going? Yeah, is there anything else we can cover? I don't know. You got anything in mind? Um, I'm still kind of thinking about a Jake Hasty point. I just feel that there's, there's a good good feeling around the club now, now, that, now that we've sat out, out and kind of and spoke about it. Um, you know, there's, there's there's two signings through the door already, and it's a, you know it's the first week in April. Um, you know we've got players players signed on, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's good, and I think you know the Scottish game's getting better as well. Um, I think yeah. the, the the resurgence of Kilmarnock's really made teams sit up and and either believe or you know teams above Kilmarnock are right. Okay, right, we've got we've got challenges here. We need to up our game. You know, I think Hearts are becoming a are becoming a force again. Um, Hibs are their hecking bottom are doing well, and I feel Aberdeen are. <clears throat> I have quoted them as you know being similar to St Johnston, where um, you know they they've got these players that they haven't really been replacing. 
So are they kind of? Yeah. I know Aberdeen will always be a massive club, and they will always have massive, you know, well, not massive, but they always have big financial backing behind them. But if they don't start replacing players and selling players soon, then it could be a bit of a concern for them. Mm-hmm. I think going back to your, your point where the league's getting better, it's also getting more competitive. Yes. I don't know if you saw the, the Alan Burrows uh, reply to someone. Uh, right now, for the past uh, four or five seasons, right now where St Johnston and Motherwell are, it would be enough for them to get into the top six. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's the thing, you know, ourselves come on against St Johnston are always the teams that, you know, when Rangers weren't in the league and when Hearts weren't in the league, you know, we were always the teams that were vying to get, you know, that fifth and sixth place, or even, you know, for us, it was second when Aberdeen were, you know, I growing up, you know, it wasn't really until the 13 14 season I took notice of Aberdeen because I always thought, you know, Aberdeen were always a team similar to ourselves. I didn't really, you know, take too much notice of them as being this, this massive, colossal club until Derek McInnes came into the fold because 12 13, 11 12, 10 11, we were. We were beating them, you know. We were finishing seventh, sixth, fifth, you know, third. And Aberdeen were finishing ninth, tenth, eighth. It wasn't. There wasn't that much. There was. There was certainly a lot between us. Um, and even even at the bottom as well, I would like to touch on that. Um, I did do a wee. I was. I hope you don't think I was cheating on you. But um, podcast wise, I mean, I wasn't do. I was doing a wee podcast with a certain supporter, and we were kind of speaking about the bottom, yeah, the bottom that, side, yeah. the bottom side of the table. And um, that's certainly heating up as well. I think we can speak, we can look at um, that mob from across the Clyde and look at them as safe. I don't think... I don't know. I think they certainly look, you know, favourites to Uh stay up. Um, They always manage to stay up. Listen, it it, gives them three, potentially four more cup finals for them. So, you know, that's, that's good for them. And it's obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's good for us. It gives us, you know, when the fixtures list come out, right, it's, you know, it's a good, you know, and it, it gets us, you know, exposure. And it's something to play for at the end of the season. Not at the end of the season, but during the season. It's something to look forward to. Um, between St Mirren and Dundee, who would you like to see go down? Dundee. Yeah, I don't think they bring anything to the league, really. I think St Mirren bring a lot no. more to the league. Um, I do like, I think they've got a good, a good support base going, and I'm not just speaking about the... The, um, the active support they've got in the corner there who have done really, really well. I just think uh, it's something I like to see, you know, not the, you know, Renfrewshire's a county, it's similar to Lanarkshire, it's similar to um, Ayrshire, um, Kilmarnock, it's, um, you know, they see them getting three, 4,000 supporters a week, you know, in an 8,000-seater 8, stadium, it's fantastic to see. So I, I would like to see them stay up. But... I think I, ideally I would like Dundee down. Yeah. Ross County up, Hamilton down in the playoffs, Dundee United up. See, for me, the whole, if, if Dundee were to go down, I'd be a bit disappointed because I, I want to see a Dundee Derby playoff final. Because for mm-hmm. me, that will it'll reinvigorate. I know they've played a couple of times in the Betfred Cup, but that will reinvigorate Scottish football, essentially, because it's, it's, such, a, it's such an overlooked derby. Dundee's the fourth biggest city in this country, and... You know, it's two really, really, whether you like to admit it or not, it's two big clubs and it's two well-supported teams. Mm-hmm. It's particularly when it's Derby Day and it's, it's you know, it, it matters so much. And um, so if if, 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 um, 
you know, if I, if, if I was to choose who would go down, it would be Dundee. But if Dundee United did make the the playoff final, then I would like to see a Dundee Derby playoff final. But yeah, um, Ross County to come back up. I wouldn't really like to see that because I know it's it's a, it's a, it's a big stretch for them to get down to even places like like you know Motherwell and, and Glasgow. It's a stretch for them to get to. But I know they have the financial backing to be a Premiership team, and they do have good players. Um, but you know, I, I certainly I'm not kind of I'm of the belief, you know, the, the um, you know Dunfermline are a big a big side in the Championship as well. Um, I know Inverness are as well, but they you know Ross County and Inverness are just kind of just where they're situated. It's for the first. Yeah, they are. I mean, and yeah, and you know, Dundee United are a big, big club who are unfortunately going through a, or have been going through a tough time. But they are certainly a Premiership team, and I think now that we've got Nielsen, who's no, I think I think I'm right in saying he's played for Dundee United, um, and he gets the Scottish game. You know, they've signed some good, good players. Um, so for them, for them to come back up would would make it good because you know. They're another team that should be, you know, where Self St Johnson come on fighting for that top six place. And I don't care what any Aberdeen supporter tells me, Aberdeen and down the United are rivals. And it's again, is another big game to add to. Well, I think, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, you know, with this TV package, I, I know it's just going to be focused on Rangers and Celtic. But, you know, if Dundee United get um, into, into the top flight, you know, could we see ourselves and Dundee United on the TV a couple of times a season? See, I don't think so because uh, they released the when Sky Sports announced uh, that they'd got the the deal, the rights for 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 the Scottish football. It showed that they're they're planning on showing obviously all the old forums. Nice, yeah. Then the Edinburgh derbies. Edinburgh derbies plus Celtic and Rangers games. I think they've only got four more available slots for like you know like games like mm-hmm. if Dundee United's come up with Dundee, it'll be games like that. Yeah. So it'd be very unlikely that Mullow would get on unless they're playing Celtic, Celtic or Rangers. That's but that, and that's the thing. I just can't stand Sky Sports. And I don't. I know we're at eighty-one minutes doing this podcast, and we'll probably end up speaking about this to next week. Um, but I was sitting watching um, the old firm build up the more mum and it's just it's the same it's the same it's the exact same build up it's Kenny Douglas and Richard Goff that will do the wee you know interviews with them you know speaking about what the old firm's about and then maybe Graham Sooners will pop up it's the same questions it's the same yeah same shit different different day same shit different stadium and it's it's boring yeah I'd, I'd rather have BT Sport with the rights because they yeah genuinely enjoy Scottish football they care about it I mean you see see what you want about Chris Sutton right but he will defend the Scottish game with his heart you will you will and that's the thing I like about BT Sport I would like to point out Sky Sports have yes they've got James McFadden for the the Scotland you know neutral stance but it's Chris Boyd and Chris Commons you know if say you know it was it was was, uh, Kilmarnock and St Mirren were playing and they had Chris Boyd and no, no, not Chris Boyd. It was uh, it was John Collins and um, Chris Collins and James McFadden. What did the three of them know about Kilmarnock or St Mirren? But, B- exactly. but BT Sport, I've got Chris Sutton for Celtic, Alan McCoy for Rangers, Alex Neil for that Stevie. mob, Stevie Craigan Stevie. for us, 
um, Alex Ray for St Mirren, um, Michael, Stewart. Michael Stewart for Hearts and Hibs. Um, who've they got? Daryl Curry covers everything. Yeah, aye, and they've got a couple. Um, I can't remember who, who they've got for Aberdeen, but they've got. You know, you probably say a wee a pundit for each team, and that's that's really refreshing to see. It is really refreshing to see, and I, I do like that. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, BT Sport would ideally be the best place for, for Scottish football to be, but unfortunately, I'll be stuck with Sky Sports who don't care about Scottish football. Yeah, and um, like you say, the BT Sports guys are getting as exposure down south more than Sky Sports are because, you know, you've got guys like Jake, Jake Humphrey, who I've seen tweet, where he was saying, um, I know I'm going to be very biased, but BT Sport are doing a fantastic job of... Um, reinvigorate Scottish football down south and I really do like watching I think it was I do, I do, I do really I really do like watching these games on the television and again that's that's good that's a, that's a, a guy that's um, you know used to used to covering Liverpool Man United and used to covering Champions League games and they'll probably be sitting on the TV watching Dundee United in St Mirren sorry Dundee in St Mirren and that's that's good and um, I do I, you know it's 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 gotten, it's gotten to see that it'll be with Sky, but unfortunately, you know, Sky have offered them more money, and you know, the SFA have chose that because financially, rather than really taking into what the what the um, supporters care about, and even at that as well, you know, Premier Sports covering the Scottish Cup. That's shocking. I know. Yeah. That's shocking. That's, because... that's a whole other package yeah. you need to pay for just to watch yeah. Celtic and Rangers games. They chose Celtic and Rangers games every single round. Yeah. And um, as well, a uh, thing I would like to mention um, with Sky Sports covering all Scotland games. Mm-hmm. How are we guys that can't afford Sky Sports packages meant to watch the heroes play? Instead, they're going to need to turn on to STV, STV to watch England games. It's not fair. It's not fair. And um, that, 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 that's something that grinds my gears more than... Um, more than the, the Sky BT thing on a club level. How are we meant to invest, in, in, um, invest, not invest, sorry, how are we meant to engross supporters in the national team? Because of the, for me, the disconnect doesn't start with Alex McLeish being an ex-Rangers manager and, you know, how he picks his squad. For me, and we spoke about it, for me, the disconnect starts with the price of tickets to go to Hamden. Yeah, I said, I said that to you the other yeah, day. I went on to try and purchase tickets for, you know, Cyprus, Belgium, Russia, Kazakhstan, yeah. Samarino. £30 a ticket is absolutely short. But that's also better than 45 quid last last campaign. I live, yeah. I live, you know, Hamden Park's my back garden and I couldn't be bothered to go to Albania and Israel because it was 45 quid. And that, that breaks my heart because I've got my two Scotland flags at my front windows and, you know, I can sit and listen to the game for nothing. Or I can sit and watch it, but my heart's breaking because I know a hundred less than a hundred yards away, eighty yards away, the game's getting played, but it cost me forty five quid to get in, and I live across mm-hmm. the road. Um, I mean, the- so you know, when you said thirty quid each, I was like, right, that's actually reasonable compared to forty five quid, but it's still it's still unaffordable because we've spoke about it. You know, guys travelling from Aberdeen to Free Inverness, these are hardcore Scottish fans who have got to you know get a two-day return from wherever to Mount Florida. They've got to pay for hotels, which are most likely in the city centre of Glasgow. And by the time the game finishes, you know, the trains will be off. They'll need to get a taxi into town. They'll need to get lunch for the train, a dinner. 
you know, you see, everything adds up other than the price of a ticket. Mm-hmm. It's especially with people going to club football as well, like yes. charging astronomical prices. Yeah, it should be. Which is there should be a cap on away game on away game fixtures. Yeah, I mean, last night uh, at Aberdeen for an adult, it was twenty-seven pounds. And I know Mother will aren't exactly. We're not exactly um, covering ourselves in glory with the with the prices for um, away fans as well. Um, I know we do offer the family ticket, which is one adult and two kids for twenty-eight quid for the. Um, I don't know what the stand's called now, but the old South Stand. Um, I know that's that's still a bit, you know, out there as far as prices go. But um, yeah, you speak about twenty-seven quid for a place up to Aberdeen, and um, for me, when I went up to Aberdeen for a concert in September, it was with my young Scott card, which is um, which I get forty forty percent off rail fare. It was sixty pounds sixty for a two-day return, which is you know down on the Friday and back on the Sunday. Yeah, it was true. 60 quid. That was with 40% off, so you can imagine what it would be without my young Scott card for a, for a regular paying adult, which is absolutely ludicrous. Um, you know, train fares aren't exactly cheap either. And um, supporter buses as well is something, you know, I've, I've not got near me. And if there was a there was a Motherwell supporter club near me, believe me, I would I would get to as many games as I can, but I've spoke about it. Yeah, you know, there's, it costs me more for train fare and pies than it does for a match ticket, man. And that's the thing that really puts me off. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's that's how I get to to most of the games. Obviously, the the central branch bus, which the prices are actually reasonable. Yeah. So I noticed you. Um, but then you, again, you messaged me at twenty to two this morning, saying you were just in and you just watched the post match interview. And I was, I was like, well, that's that's, that's it's certainly commitment, and it's it's you know, I, I take I take my hat off to you. Um, but just you know, the central branch based in Perth. No, Motherwell. Motherwell. Now that's yeah. That's still a bit out the way, does not? Um, you know, because I think yeah. I, would, I, would, I would have the choice of Motherwell or Paisley for um, supporters clubs to join, and that's still two trains each. By the time I, by yeah. the time you get to get for a bus, you know, it's just it's it's, it's the lack of opportunities. And you look at you know obviously Rangers and Celtic have got you know massive followings, and you know through gritty teeth. That said, and um, you know they've got supporter clubs every 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 corner you turn throughout the country yeah. and yes that's fantastic for them but you know if I said you know I've spoken before divide divide this country up into you know segments where football clubs are and you get the, the supporters going to the games and the country would be bouncing mm-hmm. exactly it's so it's, it's, it's a, it's a you know, one. Yeah, we've got you know we've got four thousand Motherwell supporters going to a game. You know, if there was more supporters clubs, I think we would have another fifteen hundred there. Mm-hmm. I, do, I, do, I do believe I that. There's just there's just not enough opportunity for supporters. I like think the most, the most I think we've had at Fort Park this season, Motherwell fans is just under five thousand. Yeah, for one of the the Dab games was it. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I I was so, yeah, yeah, the one Stephen Boyd's called that. So, still get PTSD for that. Um, that's one game I've been to this season, and I didn't want to go to the last one at Fur Park, but you know, again, opportunities, opportunities um, dictated. I, I, I couldn't go, and that's that's something that's kind of difficult as well. We support like a provincial club that um, 
you know, you've you've got your Wishaw branch, your Motherwell branch, your you know your kind of Carlooks and places like that. You've got Motherwell Supporters Club, and then you've got the Paisley one, the Perth one, and the Central branch. There's there's not even a the the one in Carlook doesn't even it's not a thing anymore. Is it not? No, that got scrapped years ago. That's nothing anymore. Which is which is gone. Yeah, it's and it's you know because there is a you know I've, I have noticed in um. In Shortlands, Park Shields, there's, there's um, close to where I stay. There's, there is a there is a right good contingent of Motherwell supporters. When I've noticed from getting going going out the trains into town on um, on, on Saturdays, um, people talking about Motherwell games with Motherwell scarves on. And actually, um, I was walking down the road on Friday afternoon there, and there was um, somebody with a Motherwell top on. Um, so we 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 certainly are dotted about the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember. Uh... You see Motherwell fans in the most bizarre places. I remember a couple of, a couple of years back, I was in uh, Florida. Mm-hmm. And walking around, folk, I, saw, I saw about five folk with Motherwell tops on. And then just around the corner, Tam Cowan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's good to see that there is there is quite a lot of Motherwell fans. But it doesn't, the, the prices of everything doesn't make, doesn't help at all, uh, obviously. You know. you know, you've got, People like you, who there will be a lot more people in Glasgow who support Motherwell as well. Yeah. And you know, as you say, there's Perth and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's obviously Paisley. There's there's Motherwell fans. There's a lot, you know. I don't know. It depends on who you follow. And um, on Twitter, there's a couple of Motherwell fans that are um, uh, Aberdeen and Edinburgh based as well. Who get through? To, yeah, who get through to, yeah. Who get through to a lot of games as well? Listen, you know, we're talking about. And it's just like you say, opportunities and, and, and prices are things that, that put you off going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I think that's something that the the SFA should be looking into for. You know, ticket prices, stuff like that. Yeah, but and I mean, and you make football more affordable, then more of us will turn up. And that's why you know, I can I, I look at it and I'm like, you know, three pound to go to Queens Park, which is you know. Five, if, if a five minute walk away, two minute walk away from me, or you know, ten fifty for a train fare, nine quid for my ticket. You know, as my student price in the in the hunter stand. You know, two fifty for my pie, one thirty for my coke. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, three quid if I've got enough left to get a program, which I like to do. To, again, just keep the the circle of money going into the club, or it's three crown, three pound to get into Queens Park, ten pence for a team sheet, and two quid for a pie. You know that's Football for seven quid, and then if I go, mm-hmm. if, I so want, I can... if I want to go and support my team, it's you know we're talking 20, 20 quid before I get before I get my bum in a seat. Mm-hmm. It's see, I reckon if clubs half their ticket prices, you're effectively going to get well, no, no, you're not going to get double the amount of folk going. But you, you but, yeah, you will because you look at Malibu and it's, it is an area you know. With a lot of unemployment and um, you know, kind of people that aren't earning earning a lot of money, and that's that's not disrespect. It's it's facts. You know, Motherwell and North Lanarkshire area aren't you know particularly booming as we were mm-hmm. as, as it was. And as again, I, I hope I've not offended anybody by, by saying that. You know, and that's that, that. You know, that's why we get you know sixteen, seventeen thousand people to a, a cup final. And I know you've mentioned it before, you know, why do we get 15,000, 16,000 people to a cup final and we only get four and a half, 
four, four and a half thousand people to a, a game on a Saturday. And it's it's um yeah, again you make you make football more affordable then you know, you get a lot more supporters through the gates and that's what that's what that's, I think that's what Stephen Robinson's taken to heart as well. Is you know, he wants to have an attractive brand of football that people will turn up and and want to pay hard earned money to see because in all walks of life, you know, money's hard to come by nowadays and you know, it's depending on, you know, I believe, you know, Clubs like Motherwell, or you know, you go there for a release on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and it's you know everything's dictated on how we do, and everything's dictated on you know for me as well. Even living in Glasgow, it's I get an immense amount of pride for support Motherwell because they matter so much to me. And just because I don't go to games, I don't want to be tarred as a as a plastic, no. and I don't want to be tarred as or oh, you don't support your team. Listen, it's everything I can possibly fathom. I, I, I love football. I love my club. You know, I've spoke about everything, you know, I done I done with the club, you know, in regards to, you know, you know, the grand successfulness really of of, of trying what I done with the Amber Army and how that was perceived by a lot of supporters and believe me that hurt. That really, really hurt. Um, because I was trying to encourage support and young 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 supporters to the to the games and I had my drum taken off me in my second season. I had my banner taken away from me for four games you know you'd, you'd think more organised casuals you know you would think we were organised criminals and we weren't and we were that got us frustrated and and eventually you know it kind of turned me against the club in a wee bit and you know when I moved over here you know I, I couldn't get to the games in a, in a way I was glad because I, I tried so hard for something for four seasons and we were finally getting somewhere and it was essentially getting taken away from me and mm-hmm. I don't like to see empty seats at Fur Park, but I certainly, part of me enjoys looking over to the section I, I was in, David Cooper, and not seeing a soul sitting there. And I, I believe because that's where they stuck the the um, the community clubs, and they enjoyed when we had, we, we, we tried a couple of displays, we had balloons for games that were on television, we had a sector flag as well, and they, they, they enjoyed being part of that, and they've now had to move them away, whether it be for other reasons, but I would like to think because, you know, we're not there. And I don't want to come across as bitter saying that, but I do get a wee bit of joy because it's something I, I really, really tried for. And, you know, s- s- certain supporters liked it and certain certain others didn't. And I can't understand why, because you're trying to make something happen or trying to get, you know, bodies through the gates, whether it be four more people or whether it be at times we had 40 in that section with us, you know, fantastic, but some 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 people just didn't take it and it's your perception, but at the end of the day, you think, I was doing something bad for that. Mm-hmm. And, and about the, the, club, the club didn't really help itself, really. Yeah, they, they, they didn't, and I've, I've spoke to you about that, you know, when we had, you know, support or liaison officer and, and Ryan Murrant who said, you know, you want, I could possibly get funding for displays and things like that, you know, whether that, that, that could have been just a throwaway comment, I mean, I did try to, the amount of times my parents and I tried to get a phone call conversation with him and, you know, the, the, the ground safety officer at the time, uh, Alan Marshall, who is, you know, for every good experience, I had another bad one. But listen, that's football. Um, you know, um, yeah, the, the club the club didn't, the club did and didn't at the time, you know, help me. Yes, they, they allowed me in with the banner, they allowed me in with the drum, but we were told the drum would be taken away for you for a game. 
and that was uh, the first game against London United in the 16-17 season and I've still not got my drum back. <laughs> it's, it's disappointing to see because obviously I'm just a bit younger than you um, mm-hmm. and when I was first starting going to the games, you know, there was obviously uh, the Amber Army and, the well boys. and then the well, the well Boys weren't as big a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had, uh, we had, I did have a good relationship with a couple of the well boys, and a few of them said to me, "Look, if you need, if you need a few bodies for to create something." And I was, I was very kind of close in speaking with with Derek Watson, who was who was helpful at times as well. Um, he would, you know, often he would be doing stuff for the community team, and he'd come over and he'd speak to us, and he would he would ask them, you know, here's what to do, this is what to do, and he would always he was always very vocal and helping, you know, if MD would be would be um, kind of. Nasty. It sounds like I'm getting bullied, but if anybody wasn't, you know, two towards with us, he would always, you know, anybody who was encouraging colour and noise at the at the stadium should be um, should be applauded and should be, you know, allowed to do that. And I you know I, I paid my own money to sponsor Lionel Lainsworth one of the seasons um, to promote it. And it kind of worked as well. And you know, I got the I got the players to sign the bottom of my drum. Players knew me, you know carrying the banner about and they were always very um, thankful to, to come up to me at the end of the game and say he's done well today he had a good atmosphere and a, f- a few of the players you know certainly certainly took to that and it's you know it's believable because you know you've got the well boys in one corner for when the team scored at one end and you had ourselves at the other, cor- uh, the other corner for when the team scored and that's um, you know and the sponsors even Mark McGee mentioned that he said you know the, the, the players aren't wanting to congratulate each other they're too busy running towards the well boys at one end of the ground and the Amber Ram at the other side and that was fantastic to hear as a wee 14 year old guy you know I just sponsored Lionel Lainsworth and you know I was, I was at a, bit, a, a big fancy dinner and the manager of my football clubs just mentioned my wee group and that was fantastic to hear but yeah that's um, uh, you know that was what I was trying to do and encourage more supporters through the gates and it worked and it didn't and it stopped and that's and you know that's happened but you know I think you know your point you make football more affordable you get people through the gates you get opportunities like I was trying to you know arrange you get people through the gates at the end of the day you make football affordable then people will turn up to to see it and I think you know if that, that that's the next club the next step the club should take. Yeah, definitely. I think they've they've they tried to make it more affordable uh, this year, which is obviously like, uh, for a child. That is, they've made it three pounds just to uh, on the gate to shop. Obviously, twenty pounds for a season yeah. ticket. Yeah, then, yeah, that 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 was fantastic that what they done last between... season, and I think it could you know you couldn't have you couldn't have thought of a better debut season for that to happen than two cup finals and how well you know, in the league. You know, you know, you look back across the across that league campaign. You know, we had a right good few memories at Far Park. You know, we we games against Rangers and Celtic and and a derby win, and you know, out playing Hearts and out playing Aberdeen. You know, for twenty quid, you know, a wee guy sitting in the stand. That you know, I I would be absolutely enthralled if I had the opportunity to pay twenty quid. You know, that's a pound a game. Mm-hmm. That was that, you know, that was fantastic. It was a club. I, t- I definitely think if we get more opportunities like that, then I certainly I certainly think we'll see a substantial rise and. Um, attendance. Yeah, but um, obviously, you know, it was twenty pounds for a season ticket this season. The jump, if, uh, if you're, you know, going from uh, fifteen to 
to 16, you're going to need to then pay adult ticket, which is a big jump from £20 to £315. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely massive. Um, you know, and I'm kind of fortunate that, you know, I'll get um, even the student price as well. You know, that's, that's a wee bit steep. But, you know, I think that's why a lot of people flock to the to the, um, the hunter stand. It's because it's the, it's the cheaper, cheaper price, you know. I definitely think, you know, I know the flexi ticket as well. Is a, is a good idea, but at the end of the day, it doesn't include Rangers Celtic and it doesn't include derby games, and that's the games you want to go to. So I can't understand, you know, for fan engagement. Surely you would you would allow at least one of the fixtures to be allowed in that, because that's where you're going to get, you know, everybody in your granny's going to be coming out to see the three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But you know, if I think if the club if the club take you know if they freeze season ticket prices or they or they lower them by X amount, then you know because I know twenty five percent you know to Motherwell, you know a rise in season tickets. You know that's that, that's fantastic start for us. So let's continue that and make it better next season. Well, I think you know it's one hour and forty five <laughs> minutes now. The long. The longest one yep. we've done. Uh, I think I don't think no, there's, there's to cover. certainly not. I think, uh, you know, I think getting out that about the the, um, the ticket prices and, and mentioning that as well. I think that's kind of yeah. we've covered that, so we don't need to cover that. You know, going forward. Yeah. Uh, obviously, coming up uh, the Rangers game, and then you know the break for a week yep. for the split. Uh, so that, that I think that's it. That's yeah, it from us. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. If you've stuck through the the one hour and forty five minutes, uh, no, Robbie, as always, thanks Thank for joining much. me. Um, and yeah, we hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see hopefully you see you soon again.